Dave and Darren and our Top 5 Things podcast. Heard here at DaveAndDarren.com and NachoRadio.com. Thanks for downloading it. Thanks for subscribing and thanks for listening to it. We're going to give you now the Top 5 Things that we got done on our morning show, which you can hear at Planet 93.9. Uh, Planet939.com. Uh, get the app and listen to the station. Once you're done listening to this podcast, of course. Today's podcast brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Their goal is to fully understand their clients' uh, needs physically, mentally, and emotionally because they know it's not easy to live with a chronic illness. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. And this is what's going to happen. Their experienced wellness consultants are going to sit down with you and discuss what options work best to make you feel more comfortable. Frequently asked questions are answered if you go to the website that would be ntillinois.com. Here we go. Number one. Number one. 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 Number one. With the weather being as nice as it's reportedly going to be this weekend, once again, uh, the family and I will be loading up the bikes and hitting the trails. Uh-huh. One of the places that I've wanted to go for the longest time, uh, not going to get it done this year, but I've got it on uh, the calendar for 2021. There in Des Moines is this high trestle trail, they call it. They've got that really cool bridge with the LED lights. Have you seen this? I think so. It looks gorgeous. Uh, cops in Ankeny trying to track down vandals who somehow managed to damage a new extension of the high trestle trail. Uh, this happened on Friday night. An unidentified male and an unidentified female rode their bicycles on the newly poured cement there. At the High Trestle Trail. Clever. Yeah. Yeah. Footprints and tire tracks left embedded on 300 yards of partially dry cement. They also wrote in the cement prior to it drying. The cement dried overnight before the damage was found, and it will have to be replaced. The cost for that, Darren? Mm-hmm. Up to $75,000. Sure. They say there's no photographs of the suspects at this time. Oh, the whole city of Des Moines was so mad. I mean, what are you... The whole idea of writing your name in cement... What are you, the little rascals? What is wrong with people? Don't know. They got footprints, so I mean, I don't know. People see wet cement and they lose their minds. Isn't that something else? It really is. Ah, there's a way for me to remember it for... This will be my legacy. The Walk of Fame. No, it's not the Walk of Fame. It's a, it's wet cement. I don't know what they're doing though. Walking away from cement before it's dry. I mean, that's yeah. You need to if you're pouring that kind of cement. Wet cement police. Right. The cost of it, it pays for itself. I think it does. Because this is seventy-five grand. They're going to have to repair and replace. Just pay someone overnight to stand there and go, hey, wet cement. Where do you think you're going? Don't write on the cement. What do you got that stick in your hand for? You're going to write your initials? You plus, what are you doing with that stick? You plus someone else with nothing. a Nothing. That's right, nothing. Go away. Two. 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 KFC announcing the launch of what they call their new signature KFC sauce. Are you intrigued? Well, in, in my day, uh-huh. the signature... KFC sauce was their brown gravy. Mm-hmm. And not that the brown gravy they have now is, isn't is good, but it's not the brown gravy that it used to be. You remember a different brown gravy. And yes, and what they need to do is also bring back the, bring back the rolls 
and let's jettison the biscuits. Okay. Okay. Explain to me to what get, the difference is. There used to be rolls. You used to get rolls <laughs> okay. with KFC. Right. Like dinner rolls? Yes, dinner rolls. Okay. And they were good dinner rolls. Mm-hmm. And then they replaced them with their biscuits, which eh, let's all, uh, you know, let's all agree that they're not the best. <laughs> well, you have some real opinions on the the biscuits versus the rolls. When was this change you, made? Oh, years ago. Yeah. I can tell you, if I was in charge of Yum, mm-hmm. there would be changes. So the biscuits that they give are like those little hockey puck flavor yes. shaped things. Yes. It used to be like an actual dinner roll. They that used to, you would you get. used to get dinner rolls, yes. Hmm. And then that way, and what was great was that you could pour, you could put the gravy, which back in the day was better. I, I just I don't ever, on the dinner rolls. I don't ever remember. I used them. to love putting the gravy on the dinner rolls. I don't ever remember a time when KFC didn't have biscuits. The, You're telling me there there used to be rolls. Yes, it was a it was a, a different place a different yeah. time uh-huh why did they uh, why did they make that change at one wonders i don't know hmm doesn't make a lot of sense text coming in here on the dave and darren text line at 470 do other Nacho. people remember the dinner rolls darren's right little soft white bread yes exactly wonderful okay great with that gravy too hmm but the, the gravy's changed and the rolls are gone where have you gone joe dimaggio the gravy the gravy used to be a little lighter color than mm. it is now. So I don't know if they're just, they've got more like liquid smoke in it or something, or I don't know, or if it, they're, they're just using uh, another coloring agent. Oh, well, I'm the, sure they changed it to, for some sort of cost savings, right? Yeah. The, the fla- I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's not what it was. This is the KFC sauce. It's meant to be a dipping sauce. For like your tenders and such, I imagine. I never really get tenders from KFC. No, if you're I'm at, getting chicken in the bone. You want the bucket? Yeah, I'm with you there. Chicken tenders are for children. Yes, like mm-hmm. hell. <laughs> hell is for children. Be a good little boy, and you'll get a new toy. Now remember, we'll tell Grandma you fell off the slide. Is that right? I've always to... thought the lyrics were, "We'll tell Grandma you fell off your bike." I think I like bike better it's a better lyric i yeah. know get neil gerardo on the phone get ms benatar on you the know phone. what i respect the hell out of that marriage this signature sauce they say was developed with kfc's customers in mind throughout the entire development process well who Changes- else would it be <laughs> what's the point of yeah <laughs> who else would it be developed for other yeah. than the customers yeah <laughs> They say here in this statement, they went through 50 different iterations of the sauce. Yeah, I bet you did. And the response to this one, they say, was overwhelming. The dipping sauce described here as tangy and sweet with a bit of smokiness. So there's your liquid smoke. On top of the new edition KFC completely revamping the existing sauce lineup. Which right now you get a KFC, and if you get sauce, dipping sauce, you get a classic ranch, honey barbecue, honey mustard, and hot sauce. Yeah, I've never taken advantage of any of those. None of that is my business. Because you don't do chicken tenders. No. Because, again, that's that's something that you get for little children. When's the last time you had fish sticks for a meal? Um. Fish sticks are, are a, a, a menu item that 
I mean, I went a long time without having them, and then you know, once you have a family, yeah. chicken fish sticks show up on the menu again. Yeah, I will do fish. It's been a, it's probably been a little while. You know who had fish sticks? Who's that? And I thought it was a grand idea, like a, like a restaurant that had fish sticks. N- no. Oh, who had fish sticks? Splash Landing has fish sticks. <laughs> well, that's that just writes itself. It's perfect. Yeah, that's great. Not only do they they had fish sticks, mm-hmm. fish sticks available there at the snack shack at or Splash what, Landing. At yeah. Splash Landing. Yeah, that's brilliant. You know what else they had there? Uh, I know the SpongeBob uh, and Mickey Mouse uh, ice cream bars, but that's probably not what you're talking about. Watermelon. Ooh, are you kidding me? You're going to take the kids to the pool. And you're going to be able to enjoy yourself a slice of watermelon and fish sticks? That's whoever's in charge. Sign of, me up. Whoever's in charge of the menu at Splash Landing needs a they raise. They know what they're doing. That's good stuff. These sauces are made specifically to pair with the chicken tenders there at KFC. There are so many dipping options on the menu now. A KFC suggests you make your own, uh, your own uh, charcuterie. Am I saying that right? Your own yeah. charcuterie board? Yes. To test out all the possibilities. The signature sauce will be available at your favorite KFC on Monday. They're also introducing something they call secret recipe fries. You know what I like to do with my KFC uh, tenders? Hmm. I get all the sauces mm-hmm. and then I put them together. Suicide. <laughs> you mix suicide. them all together? Suicide sauce. Suicide, suicide. The French fries they describe as a fry 60 years in the making. Yeah, I have. They got rid of the potato wedges, and there are people that are furious that they got rid of the potato wedges. I have wedges. not had their fries. No. I don't know why fast food chains bother with fries. What are you talking about? Because the, the, here's the thing. If you go to any place and get French fries, yeah. you know that you're, sec- you're, you're at best you're going to be second place for French fries uh, as far as fast food goes, right? Compared to McDonald's. Come on. Yeah. Um, Culver's is pretty good. I, You know where I had really good fries a couple of weeks ago? Where? We went up to uh, Dubuque, and they got a Five Guys Burger and Fries. Uh-huh. And I went ahead and pulled the trigger, and, and I got Five Guys Burger and they Fries. Good fries. Uh, I mean, listen, I got a hamburger, and I got a, I got some French fries, and it was like 28 bucks. <laughs> Something like but they give you a lot of fries. And when you walk in, like their whole gimmick is that everything is made there. So they cut the they cut the potatoes there. Uh-huh. And like when you walk in, there's just bags of potatoes all over the place. And they have a sign on the wall, like a chalkboard that lets you know where the farm is in Idaho where today's potatoes are coming from. It's a very good gimmick. Like if this five guys right, burger and fries ever makes farms? its way to the quads. Yeah. It comes from different farms. Yeah. It's like today's Today's uh, fries are made with potatoes that were grown at, you know, the Milton family farm in uh, Potato Holler, Idaho, Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. If we ever do get this Five Guys Burgers and Fries on uh, Utica Ridge that I've been hearing about forever, uh, the fries, they're not bad. And they give you, like, a bag of fries. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you ever just have fries? When you go to a fast food place? I have done that. It's been a long time since I've done that, but I have done that. Yeah. Yeah. It could do that. Like, just, just give me a, an order just, of fries. You know what? I just need I need a minute. Mm-hmm. I just, everyone. Yeah. I just, please. So, sometimes that's a nice Lenten choice for me, because I'm, I'm not really crazy about filet of fish. I'll just go, give me a, give me a large fry and a, and a milkshake. 
That'll be my meal. Everybody, just I'll, I'll give me a large fry uh-huh. and ten minutes, okay? <laughs> just, just ten minutes and a bag of French fries, please. I beseech you. Number three. 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 I have another story of a grown man dying as a result of a picture that he felt he had to take. Yes. But this one takes a weird turn. Yes. Uh, Because this one. I think I know what you're talking about. Right. We had the story earlier. Was it this week? Where the guy took a picture of himself in Oregon. He's going to climb a tree and take a picture of himself, a selfie of himself. And And then the branch gave way. Right? Yes. So that's never that's never great. Bum 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 bum, bum. and another one gone and another one gone another one bites the dust. Hey, he's gonna get you too. Another one bites the dust. Now this story is from Arizona, where a 25 year old man is dead after falling off a cliff at the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area in Arizona. Now I wonder if anyone's ever gonna make like a coffee table book out of these things grown men who died taking pictures of themselves well, don't you think <clears throat> excuse me don't you think that <laughs> would the would the coffee table book be of the picture they took of themselves? yes pictures that cost people their lives don't don't you <laughs> think don't you think that in a lot of cases they're successful in taking the picture if you retrieve the phone, uh-huh. that there is in fact an, <laughs> the image that they were attempting to, and you think that'd be a lovely coffee table book? Well, not for everyone. <laughs> for monsters, this is where it gets weird. While they went to recover this guy, who, who fell off a cliff, yeah, taking pictures at Glen Canyon Dam Overlook on a Sunday morning, someone had beat him to it. <laughs> yeah. They're recovering his body, and that's when they discovered additional human remains completely unrelated to this guy's fall. Sure. So he's not the first guy to fall off the cliff. Not there. He was on top of the rim overlooking the Colorado River when he fell 100 feet down and then slid another 150 feet further. Suffered severe trauma and showed no signs of life after the fall. So I guess there's some comfort in that. This guy was dead dead the second he hit the ground but he landed on another body so they, that they didn't even know was there right they pick him up and there are bones the coconino county sheriff's office and others with the glen canyon national recreation area discovered bones at the base of the glen canyon dam overlook while they were recovering the remains of Orlando Serrana Arzola. Man, I wonder what the number is at the Grand Canyon. Of remains? Of people who have perished. Well, people die at the Grand Canyon all the time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's got to be a pretty decent-sized number. There are people that just die just because they're not prepared for, like, hikes. And they, you know, they think, oh, I can just go down to the Grand Canyon. That's that's no big deal. That's that's pretty regular. That looks pretty close down there. <laughs> this is so much farther than I thought. Yeah, I should have I should have sp- paid the extra money for the donkey. Oh, and I've already eaten all the granola. An unofficial tally tells us, Darren, that at the Grand Canyon, which is which is not this is a different canyon in Arizona, but okay. at the Grand Canyon. An unofficial tally is that number is. Go ahead and guess. Hmm. You know what? Let's make a game of it, Darren. Since they uh, st- let's go ahead and play How Many People Have Died at the Grand Canyon with your host, Dave Lavora. 
Well, people have been going there forever. Yeah. Does it say? Does it? Does it give you the year they started tallying? The unofficial tally. Now, this number does not include people who have chose to end their lives at the Grand Canyon. Okay, these are all just mishaps. These are not people who have decided, I've had enough, and it would be a pretty boss way to go out to jump into the Grand Canyon. So this is a number that does not okay. include suicides. All right. These are people who have Accidental. slipped and fallen or have just, yeah, wanted to go see the Grand Canyon and ended up dying as a result of it. Does, they did not go with the intention of dying. Does it does it indicate as to when they started keeping track or no? Well, I mean, how long has the Grand Canyon been uh, there? <laughs> obviously, you can't we don't have records. We don't have records from the very beginning. <laughs> no. No, I don't suppose we do. Uh, but when they started keeping track, yeah. Okay. When uh, you want to know when they started keeping a, a tally, I was just wondering if they mentioned that in in this particular mm, I, tally. I, I, I don't have that, but they've okay. they've been able to crunch the numbers, and they have an unofficial tally of the number of people okay. who have died. Okay, so visiting the Grand Canyon. So I'm going to say they've been keeping track since let's say for a hundred years. Uh, okay, maybe. Uh, the unofficial tally here is that it's eight more than 800 people that have died. 800. At wow. the Grand Canyon. Uh, about 12 deaths happen each year. 12. It's once, at the once Grand a Canyon. month. Yeah, at least once a month. There was a, a week. Let's see. I want to say six people died. They say just in natural national parks, not just the Grand Canyon. If you just look at the national park system, uh-huh. if you just look at the national park system, all of our beautiful national parks, they say on average, they're killers. Six people die in national parks every week. Once a day, six people every week die in our national parks for a hundred years. Freak accidents every day. Somebody. Mm-hmm. They're just killers. Yeah. <laughs> These They're, national parks. National parks are our nation's silent killer. It really is. They say that there are, are 312 deaths a year at national parks, which works out to uh, less than one death per million visitors. So it's a one in a million chance you're going to die when you go to a national park. Causes of death at national parks. Now, this is not just the Grand Canyon. This yes. is the entire system. Uh-huh. Causes of death vary from drownings yeah. and falls uh, motor vehicle accidents, also plenty of medical accidents. Like you go to a national park and you have a heart attack, not the best place to have a heart attack because you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And like we went to Yellowstone last summer mm-hmm. and it was great. I, I, I loved every second we were there. But you're also very aware that like there's no cell service out there. <laughs> no, I don't suppose so. <laughs> so like if anything were to happen, oh boy. National parks give you a view of nature in all its beauty. But nature is also... A killer! Fraught with danger. I'm reminded of something someone once said to me in elementary school at a, uh-huh. at a pageant I went to. Yes. These boys did a great job. They said, there is fun in the water, but but there's danger too. Stay, stay close to others so you'll know what to do. Right. Learn how to swim at the why do you lie today. <laughs> Take well, him. He's bigger than I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> How old were you when you did that pageant? 
Was it a safety pageant you and your friends when you did no, your, no, your Jaws related uh, skit? That, yeah, that, everything with you is Jaws. Have you noticed that? That was the commander and I coming uh-huh. yeah coming up with that one in fifth grade. That was a fifth grade show that you put on for your fellow classmates. Essentially, this was in Moline or where was this? This at? would have been out in Orion. Orion, okay, you moved to Orion by that point. All right. The National Park Service offers a general photography guide, encouraging you to check park alerts for hazards and closures also stay on designated trails and avoid the temptation for an off-road pick the guide reads here quote we get it national parks have some pretty photogenic scenery sure they do the views are truly magnificent and while we want you to capture all of the splendor of our amazing parks do not put your life at risk for a picture yeah you know what they you don't well yeah, your face doesn't necessarily need to be in that picture. No, but I don't think that's what people want. I think people want the picture of, oh, look at that waterfall. Look uh-huh. at, yeah. Twelve people die a year at the Grand Canyon. Causes range from heat, drowning, natural causes, and, and falls. Grand Canyon is the eighth most visited park. Now, have you been there? I have not. That's on my list. It's on my list. There's a, a lot of national parks that I I would really, really like to go and see. Yeah. Before I I've been before there I check a, out a couple times, Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I've flown over it, but that's not the same, right? Big hole. <laughs> What's your takeaway? That's away? what we call it. We call it uh, the big hole. <laughs> that was your takeaway. <laughs> uh-huh. That is a big hole. That is all right. Back in the car, four. buddy. Four. 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 I know we've we've talked about this person before. Bum bum bum. Bum 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 bum. And another one gone, and another one gone, another one bites the dust. Hey, he's gonna get you too, another one bites the dust. Lion Gardener Tyler Jr. has passed away. Okay. Lion Gardener Tyler Jr. uh, passed away 95 years old. And the reason that that is news, the reason why we've talked about him before on the show is... His grandfather was John Tyler, who was president of the United States from 1841 until 1845. 20 years before Abraham Lincoln, the president was John Tyler, and his grandson just passed away. And he he had his father when? Because clearly he had his father... When he was quite old. Yeah. That someone in our day and age is, could, could have a grandfather who palled around with Thomas Jefferson. Now, why? My granddad knew Thomas Jefferson. Uh, this is all due to late in life paternity. Sure. As, you, as you've surmised. Uh, second wives and longevity, long, uh, longevity in the family. Yeah. Young wives. Young, you, you, new wives. You have... <laughs> You have the three generations, because again, this is his grandfather. Grandpa. You have three generations of Tyler men that span 230 years. Yep. Tyler was a World War II vet. He was a lawyer. He was a history professor at the Virginia Military Institute and the Citadel. Very proud to let everyone know that his grandfather was, in fact, the President of the United States from March of 17... Let's see. He was born in March of 1790 and was president of the United States from 1841 to 1845. Tip a canoe and grandpa, too. Right. He was the vice president on the Whig ticket with President 
William Henry Harrison. And he ascended to the presidency when Harrison died in April of 41, only a month into the new administration. Daughter says here that her father was a humble and compassionate man of faith who mentored others. Oh, that's crazy. He lived in Franklin, Tennessee, grew up in Virginia. His younger brother, Harrison Ruffin Tyler, is now the last surviving grandson of the president. So there's still someone walking around whose grandpa was President Tyler. There's still someone doing that's it. That's wild. Yeah. Franklin, Tennessee. Now that's your home of Cracker Barrel, right? If you say so. Grandson of John Tyler, who was president from 1841 to 1845, died from complications of Alzheimer's disease. So then his brother... Is still alive. ...is yep. even more impressive. The last one standing. I'll say this. If you're... If this is your grandfather, this uh, Lion Gardener Tyler, that means your children won't be born for another 70, 80 years. <laughs> How does that even work? Third wife. How does that even work? And she was hot. President Tyler served one term and fathered 15 children. His first wife, Letitia, had eight kids before she died in 1842. His second wife, Julia, had seven children. Guess we know what killed her. Consider yourself Zing. Zing of the day. Would you get off me, President Good Tyler? God. Can we read a book or just something different tonight? Why don't you go tip a cow? John Tyler was 63 years old when Lion Gardener Tyler Sr. was born. 63. Mm hmm. Yep. And then when. And then when he... his dad was born, uh, so so John Tyler was sixty three when he had his Lion's dad, right, right? Right. And then Lion's dad was seventy one <laughs> when Lion <laughs> Junior was born to his second wife. And how? Yeah. And how old was Grandma? I'm gonna guess not in her seventies. No, twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> so listen we us Tyler men we like pretty ladies <laughs> and we only keep our cars for so long <laughs> had a bit of humor about being related to President Tyler in one speech he not delivered... related not... grandpa <laughs> it's one thing to, it's one thing to right. say right yeah I was I'm I'm Distantly uh, related to Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, yes? How's that? Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, this we're talking about Grandpa. <laughs> the Whig Party. The Whig Party. The Whig Party. That's right. Not the Afghan Whigs. <laughs> no. The Whigs. That's right. Tyler grew up on, uh, the President Tyler grew up on a plantation. And the family had 40 slaves. This guy's grandpa had 40 slaves and then became president of the United States and then had a kid late in life. And that kid had a kid late in life. Yeah, no kidding. 
He said in one speech he delivered when he was three or four, a woman asked him, are you going to be president when you grew up? Mm -hmm. And he answered, I'll bite your head off. (laughs) And then she asked, what will you do with the bones? And he told her, I will spit them out. That's a lovely story to share. Yeah, why? What? That's, know, that's, I, that's the, I used to threaten women by saying I would bite their heads off and spit out their bones if they first, asked me about my uh, grandpa. My first memory <laughs> was threatening somebody. That's just nuts. So there is still someone walking around whose grandfather was, again, our nation's 10th president. 10th! Our nation's 10th president still has grandkids, but not as many as he did. Five. 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 Number five. How much would you pay for a a T-Rex? Now, obviously not a living T-Rex. The fossils of a T-Rex. Because they just sold a T-Rex at auction. The whole thing? You ever been to the Field Museum in Chicago and seen a Sioux, the uh, T-Rex that they have there? No. Sue is, oh, you have to see it. It's fantastic. Oh, it's, it's glorious. Uh, that was something that the Field Museum bought back in 1997, and they paid $8.4 million for the bones to sue uh, the T-Rex. Nice. Well, another dinosaur has been auctioned here, another Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, this one is known as Stan. It's a near-complete T-Rex skeleton. And a anonymous buyer has just secured the, the rights to purchase this at something called the 20th Century Evening Sale. Happened this week at Christie's in New York. So if Sue went for $8.4 million in 1997, it would stand to reason that, that this would get at least that much, probably more. The actual winning bid for a T-Rex that somebody is, has purchased. Again, mm-hmm. we don't know who. T-Rex that lived some 67 million years ago sold at auction this week for a new world record, $31.8 million. $31.8 million for dinosaur bones. How much again? Timpani. $31.8 million. million. Someone bought this. They thought that it was going to bring in a price right around where Sue went. They thought like between six and eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Not so fast. Then there was a bidding war. The the eight million dollar price guide was where they had it. They had it between six and eight million. Again, Sue in '97 went for eight point four. So they thought they'd get like eight million for it. Uh, this is a once-in-a-generation chance, they said, at owning a T-Rex. There simply aren't T-Rexes like this coming to market. It's an incredibly rare event when a great one is found. Did Michael Jackson own any dinosaurs? Not that I'm aware of. Seems like the sort of thing he would have had. I want a brontosaurus. Well, actually, <laughs> Michael, uh, there's no such thing as a brontosaurus. Burger. What? Shamal. Stan was discovered in 1987 by amateur paleontologist Stan... What do you mean, amateur? Scarrison. This guy was an amateur paleontologist. It's what he did for fun. Go out and dig up bones. And I guess when you find a, a dinosaur, you can name it for yourself? Is that how that works? 
For decades, the remains of this T-Rex have been on display at the Black Hills Institute of Geological Research in Hills City, South Dakota. It was put on sale at the request of a 2018 court resolution between the museum's shareholders, who happened to be brothers. Oh, so, brother. <laughs> yeah, fighting over the T-Rex on the inside. Just Give me that. We'll split the money. It's 40 feet long and 13 feet tall. Stan said to be one of the most complete T-Rex fossils in the world, containing 188 bones, representing about 70% of the full skeleton. The skeletal features suggest that this was a male T-Rex. And may your first T-Rex be a masculine T-Rex. Because of the dinosaur's exceptional condition, casts of this dinosaur, Stan, have ended up at dozens of museums around the world. Stan's skull said to be particularly well-preserved, and it contains puncture wounds that suggest this thing got in a fight with another T-Rex. Oh, boy. Now, some of those wounds appeared to have partially healed before the animal died. They think this thing was 20 years old when it died. Now, who bought it? We don't know. Where will Stan end up? Again, uh, we don't know. Hopefully, it'll go somewhere, according to paleontologists, hopefully it'll go somewhere where the public can see it instead of being hidden away in a private collection. But we have no way of knowing. Yeah, you want to come see my, uh, my T-Rex in my basement? That's, is that what's going to happen? Is this just some weirdo with a lot of money that just wants to... I also have some etchings. <laughs> some etchings of what? Of uh, photos I took from the TV. <laughs> Tracings really more than anything. Not. <laughs> I like to take pictures of the TV and then uh, I have a tracing paper I put on top of it. Sue, the dinosaur at the Field Museum, by the way, named after Sue Hendrickson. Summer of 1990, a group of workers there at the Black Hills Institute in Hill City were looking for fossils at the Cheyenne River Indian Reservation in a town called Faith there in South Dakota. They discovered other dinosaur bones, and they were ready to leave. But a flat tire was discovered on their truck before they could leave. And the rest of the group went into town to go repair the truck. That's when Sue Hendrickson decided, you know what, I'll stay behind. And as she was walking along the base of a cliff, that's when she discovered small pieces of bone. Why don't you guys go ahead? She looked above her to see where the bones had originated and just kept finding more and more bones protruding from the wall of the cliff. Say nothing, say nothing. She returned to camp with small pieces of bones and reported the discovery to the president of the Black Hills Institute, and they determined that it was a T-Rex that she had discovered. I guess I didn't realize when you discover a T-Rex, they name it after you. I know what I must do now. Well, you got to get that metal detector. <laughs> Dinosaurs aren't made out of metal. Still, you need to get that metal detector. Let's start with that. We're, that would be, work our way up. That's to my new dinosaurs. That's my new dream. Dave the T Rex. Yeah, I discovered it. No big deal. I was just walking around the Black Hills and I discovered it. Although I'm gonna wait till spring because ugh, all the leaves that are on the ground now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it just it's, it's just, gonna make it impossible. Uh, yeah, that's a good that's a great that's a great point. You know what I'm doing? I'm gonna go to Van Wall, I'm gonna get me one of those uh, shredder vac and blowers, uh-huh. and I'm gonna find a T Rex and they'll name it after me, and that will be my legacy. Dave the Dinosaur? Dave the T-Rex. Hmm. People go nuts for that. 
They don't use your last name, though. That's fine with me. Just Dave the T-Rex. Yeah. If I could just do that for all the Daves of the world. I have a new dream. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. So that's Dave and Darren's top five things. Thanks so much for downloading and subscribing and listening and leaving reviews. Thanks for everything. Uh, You're just marvelous. The podcast was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have two locations, the one in Milan on Tech Drive and then also in Galesburg, West Main Street. Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, and edibles. The recreational waiting list is uh, available. You can reserve your time. That's a good idea. Do it at the website, ntillinois.com. Until next time, hang loose, kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Davin Boyd, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. That's enough. Thank you. Thank you very much.